1: Now for our story. In a hospital in Los Angeles, the long, anxious hours of waiting were over for Kip Mead and Paul Cromwell. At last, Lisa Fenner's child had been born, the child Lisa had anticipated with such joy, but which she had refused to see since its birth. At Dr. Gordon's suggestion, Paul had gone up to talk to Mrs. Fenner to try to persuade her that she should see her child. But Lisa had refused, and insisted she didn't even want to know whether the baby was a boy or a girl. Now, outside on the steps of the hospital, Kit Mead starts down as a black limousine pulls around the curb in the driveway and stops in front. Paul Cromwell's chauffeur, Max, gets out to open the door as Kit comes up to him.
0: Hello there, Max.
1: Hello, Mrs. Mead.
0: Well, it's all over.
2: Mrs. Fenner had her baby.
0: Yes, several hours ago. A little boy.
2: Well, that's good. Won't you get in and sit down, Mrs. Mead? You must be tired waiting all this time.
0: Thank you, Max.
2: Well, Mr. Conwell be long. Perhaps I should pull up a little bit.
0: No, he'll be right down, Max. He stopped in to see the doctor for a minute. I, I think you can park right here.
2: So, Mrs. Fenner had a little boy. And that's excellent. Now perhaps things will be...
0: Well, what, Max?
2: Well, Mrs. Mead, I was going to say perhaps now things will get back to normal again.
0: You sound very much relieved, Max. Have you been worried about Mrs. Fenner?
2: No, it isn't that exactly. It's just that... But perhaps I shouldn't be talking to you like this. It's not It's
0: my... all right, Max. We've known each other quite a long time, after all. You can speak frankly to me.
2: Thank you, Mrs. Mead. To tell you the truth, I feel that this this whole occasion has been rather unfortunate.
0: Unfortunate? In what way, Max?
2: Well... Since you've given me permission to speak about my personal feelings, I must say, Mrs. Mead, that I've been a bit worried about Mr. Paul in the last few months since Mrs. Fenner came. Not that I blame her for coming, of course, under the circumstances.
0: Yes, it was a difficult time for her.
2: Quite. But I only hope that Mr. Paul doesn't find himself in such a
0: situation again. I wouldn't worry about it, Max. It's all worked out very nicely.
2: Yes, I suppose so. You never know.
0: What do you mean, Max?
2: Well, there is a saying in French, Mrs. Mead, that a woman is like a feather in the wind. You never can be sure what she'll do.
0: (laughs) That's a fine thing to say to me, Max. Remember, I'm a woman, too.
2: Yes. But, unfortunately, Mrs. Mead, women like you are rare, the exception. You're so self-sufficient. Yes, I, I suppose I am. But the other sort... The women that cling, they're, if you'll forgive me, the dangerous ones. They can't take care of themselves. That's why I can't avoid thinking It was a mistake for Mrs. Fenner ever to have had a child. She's so helpless.
0: Perhaps so, Max. But I don't know if I'd say she shouldn't have had the baby. I saw it, Max. The nurse held them up for Paul and me to see. Oh, you can't help melting when you see them.
2: Mrs. Mead... I must tell you, the way you can be so happy for Mrs. Fenner, so generous in your feeling for her child, I I can't tell you how much I respect and admire you for it.
0: No, that's sweet of you, Max. But you see, I feel that I have every reason to be glad about Lisa Fenner's baby.
3: Sorry to keep you waiting, Kit. All right, Max, we'll go straight back to Malibu. Thank you, Mr. Cromwell.
0: A nice hot bath, a change.
3: Possibly a highball?
0: Could be. Uh, Paul, would you mind closing the petition?
3: Not at all. There. Yeah. How's that?
0: Thanks. <laughs> Not that Max doesn't know everything that goes on. We've just had quite an illuminating little chat. Oh? What did Dr. Gordon want to see you about?
3: He was very disturbed, Kit, about Lisa
0: was. But why, Paul? I gathered she'd come through very nicely.
3: Yes, she did. So far as her physical condition is concerned.
0: Then what was the matter?
3: Lisa's refused to see a baby kit.
0: I see. So that's Lisa's answer.
3: Yes. That was why Dr. Gordon wanted me to talk to her. He seemed to think I might be able to persuade her to see the child, convince her that she shouldn't feel as she does.
0: And did you? Were you successful, Paul?
3: No, I wasn't. But I tried. Honestly, I, I did my very best to talk her out of it. You did? I thought I should, Kit.
0: But, Paul, we've talked this thing over and over. You agreed it would be better for everyone, for Lisa and the baby as well, for ourselves.
3: If... Yes, I, I knew I did, Kit. But when I saw Lisa lying there, she looked so helpless, so vulnerable. And I remembered how she'd looked forward to this baby. A maternal feeling she seemed to have.
0: Oh, really, Paul. Why can't you make up your mind once and for all?
3: But it's... It's so difficult, Kit, where human values and emotions are concerned. One can't be entirely cold-blooded.
0: It's not a question of being cold-blooded. You simply make up your mind what's best, then follow through. Have the courage of your convictions.
3: Oh, I suppose you're right. You usually are. But when I think of what the thought of motherhood's to Lisa, I... There's something about this whole arrangement that disturbs me. I I don't like it.
0: Oh, you're just being sentimental. After all, Lisa isn't a child. She made a decision in the full knowledge of what it meant. Apparently, she's decided to give me the child. I, uh, I assume that was what she told you.
3: Oh, yes. Definitely.
0: And so now we know where we stand. Uh, by the way, I hope you seemed properly surprised when she told you her plan.
3: Yes. Oh, yes, of course. I didn't let her know we discussed it. That would be too...
0: Too cruel, Paul? Is that what you were going to say?
3: Well, something of the sort. Oh, I know you must think me a fool, Kit, but where's Lisa thinking she must choose either to have her child, try to bring it up alone, which she feels wouldn't be fair to it, or give it up to you? Then she... she thinks she'll go away, back to Wakefield. And she
0: and I... Well, if Lisa wants to assume you're going to marry her, that's not your fault. You've never told her you were in so many words?
3: Perhaps not in so many words. But that's just quibbling Kit. You know that as well as I do. You see, I've never told her I wasn't going to either. Look, Paul.
0: What do you want to do? Do you want to go back... back out now? I'm fed up with all this argument you're constant shifting about. Let Lisa keep the child. I'll go back home and we'll consider the whole episode ended.
3: You know I can't let that happen, Kit. You know the hope that you... that something will work out for us is all that I'm thinking about. But I wish I felt more certainty. Could really believe it will happen. But, Paul, you
0: know what my plans are. I'll go back to Wakefield to settle things there. And then what? Then I'll take the baby and you and I will work something out from there.
3: Yes, you've told me all that. But I... I wish... Oh, if only you'd give me some definite word. A promise. Oh, but, Paul, that's silly. You know what I want. It's what you want. Don't you trust me? Of course I trust you, kid. Well, I suppose, in a way, this is a better arrangement in any case. While you're gone, I can straighten up things with Lisa and take care of it in some way gracefully.
0: There's nothing so graceful as a financial settlement.
3: It's hardly something to joke about, Kit. It's the least I can do for Lisa. To give her security. Yes,
0: of course. Well, I think we have everything settled now. Tomorrow, I'll go in and see Lisa... And then...
3: But she doesn't want to see you, Kit. She told me that just now.
0: Oh? Still, I'm not surprised. It's natural for her to feel that way.
3: In any event, I'll get in touch with my lawyer tomorrow. We'll arrange everything right away.
0: Good. The sooner the better. And, Paul, I'm sorry if I was impatient with you. In the long run, it probably was better that you didn't try to influence Lisa that the decision is entirely her own, to give up the child. You're quite sure she won't change her mind?
1: Yes, Kit. I'm quite sure. Perhaps Paul Cromwell shouldn't speak with such assurance. Perhaps there was still a possibility that Kit Mead's careful planning might go amiss. Because nothing could be considered definite and binding until the proper papers were drawn up and signed. And in the meanwhile... Much could happen. I wonder, kid, if you'll find it so simple, so easy to carry out your plan.